Welcome to Two Opinions in a Cloud Live. Woo. I am Max Fritz from Sada Systems. And I am Stacy Deerstro from Focal Point Solutions. And we have... Uh, Vlad Kestrinescu from Valo Internet. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, awesome. So we're at SharePoint Fest. We've got a decent crowd eating breakfast here. Thanks guys for joining at us. At 8 a.m. in the morning, so thank you. You <laughs> rock. So, you know, Vlad, we were just talking about this. You're a published author. Yes. What's the latest book you have out right now? Uh, the latest one that is published is the Essential PowerShell for Office 365, but I'm actually working with Trevor on the 2019, uh, deploying SharePoint 2019. Oh, nice. Yes, I'm a bit late. He actually finished all of his chapters. I almost finished the first of my chapters, <laughs> uh, but luckily I have three weeks off from the day-to-day -day job at the end of the year to catch up and finish the writing. <laughs> nice. I could totally edit that for you. I've been like working on my 2019 documentation for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> what fun, right? Yes, I love documentation. <laughs> yep. So it is Friday, December 7th. Um, yes. And yesterday we had some interesting news come out of Microsoft. Stuff that was rumored earlier in the week, mm -hmm. but finally we had confirmation from them on this. And that's revolving around Microsoft Edge. Right. All right. I, I want to know, do you guys use Edge? Yes. As your primary browser? No. Okay. Didn't think so. Glad. Never. Never. All right. Use Never. it to download Chrome. Anybody else? Audience? Who, who here uses it, Edge? Raise your hand. Anybody use Edge? Nope. We got All thumbs right. down. It, All right. Good. Yeah. So we know that opinion. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Right. Even then, I think by default, when I install a new one, I still have the reflex of start, start typing Internet Explorer to go download Chrome. <laughs> it's, Is it's that not sad? <laughs> No, but it's just that <coughs> it, it has some good features. Yeah. It like but anyway, I'll let you announce the news first and then we're gonna then we're gonna say well, what's good about it. <laughs> Edge is dead. It's gone. So realistically, it's not let, let, let's dead. take that headline away that's on the verge and TechCrunch and all that stuff. Edge is not dead. Edge is still going strong, Edge is still in your Windows release and it's gonna be in there for a long, long, long time but Microsoft has been using a custom web rendering engine that they built from the ground up because they felt like it, uh, called Edge HTML, which was always based on open standard technology. They really wanted it to be the standard-based web browsing experience because although Google Chrome and its uh, core Chromium is really popular and it's really great at web rendering, it doesn't always follow the WCC standards, or W3C standards. And Edge was supposed to be that browser. And guess what developers on the web said about that? Eh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to continue developing for Chrome. And so Microsoft has constantly been in this catch-up struggle for the past three years with Windows 10 and Edge. And they've thrown in the towel. They are now going to be using Chromium as the back-end web rendering engine for Edge. Which, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Well, I guess my opinion is, didn't we all kind of expect it at some point? I did not. I am astonished. Uh, Microsoft, yes, they are going towards open source more and more, but I figured they were going to open source Edge, if anything. Yeah, well, I know, I was, but we've had a lot of conversations yeah. at various events, so we kind of... I was actually hoping, like you said, that they're actually going to bring it to become a decent browser, because yeah. 
Uh, I love Chrome, don't get me wrong. I use Chrome all the time. One of the things I liked about Edge is that it didn't eat 24 gigs of RAM right? Right. just to do one Google search. Yeah. And I mean, now I just bought myself a new laptop, 64 gigs of RAM. And people told me, are you crazy? You don't need 64 gigs of RAM anymore, Vlad. You're not running SharePoint on-prem in your laptop. <laughs> I'm always thinking, yeah, but now I can finally run Teams and Chrome at the <laughs> same time. You know, Teams uses Chromium on the back end, too. Yeah, yeah. well, even Edge on Android uses, uses Chromium. Chromium as well. And so it, yeah. Edge on iOS uses um, WebKit, Safari's yeah. back end. But interesting with this news is that Edge is going to come to macOS. So we're bringing back a web browser to macOS besides Safari. Um, but there is potential for this not to be a RAM hog because Google's implementation of Chromium is really why it's a RAM hog. Yeah. We're going to have to see what they do. Um, I think it's really interesting news. I think that there's going to be a lot of, we're, we're not going to see this for a while. Right. Some other tidbits with it is it's not going to now be released on a biannual cycle with Windows releases. It is going to be, whenever they want to update it, it's going to be updated yeah. so that you don't have to be in the latest build of Windows to get the latest build Exactly patch. like Chrome. So yes, like it's exactly. going to be in the background. You don't, like, do you know what version of Chrome you're on? No, no, no idea. <laughs> so it's just there, you open it, and like, like Spotify, the same thing. Okay. Yes. I, I open my laptop, and all of a sudden, I'm like installing Spotify. But uh, Chrome is at least more, I have no idea it's happening. Right. Uh, audience survey here who is using the latest build of Windows 10? That's like maybe, maybe 20% of our audience here. And that means that maybe 20% of our audience is the latest Edge features. And the rest of you are all behind on Edge because it's, it's all correlated with the Windows releases. And that's not a problem anymore. Well, if we're going to talk about Windows releases, let me add my two cents there because I have one. It seems like every time I get a Windows update, my VPN stops working and my computer crashes, right? So then I have to uninstall the latest and greatest to get my VPNs to work again. Hey, Stacy. Uh, 1998 called. They want their VPN back. Oh! It doesn't matter the VPN. My, my clients have some very latest and greatest VPNs. So, get them this is on the 365. cloud broadcast. Get them on 365. Oh my god. It's not the answer to everything. It, it was it two weeks ago. I'm sorry, was... who's writing the book on SharePoint 2019? Oh! Score one for me, right? Straight to the field. What? <laughs> I was coming back from a team day in Helsinki, and I got a Windows update while at the airport, and my old Lenovo has been going strong for four years, has traveled across the globe. It only took one Windows 10 update to put it down to its knees, and yep. it never came back. I'm with you. So, I've rebuilt mine a few times. I, all i got to say is that I hope the quality of Edge updates is going to be better than what we've seen of the past well, three months from general Microsoft I just updates. hope it will work with all of the Microsoft tools. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that's, 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 that's the, the only thing I work is for Edge to be a supported browser across M365. It's, uh, I was doing a demo in my session the, uh, yesterday about in PowerShell for Office 365. You cannot download the Exchange Online PowerShell module with Edge. No, you have mm -hmm. to use IE. You have to use IE. Because yeah. it uses ActiveX. My god. Yeah, so I was I was getting really surprised that there would be various things I would do, and they're like, you can't do this in Edge. You have to go to IE. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought IE always told us to go to Edge. <laughs> right? So are we stuck in this infinite loop now? 
Looks like it. Right. Well, now that we're going to Chrome, whatever was not supported uh, yeah, in Chrome, right. we're going to have that same thing. So yeah. IE will be there for a while. Kind of like Infobat. <laughs> <laughs> Infobat designer and IE is the future. Do you, do you think we'll have a funeral for Edge at the very end? No. No. Because no. No. we've seen what happens with funerals. Yeah. Everybody that was in the Infopath funeral is cursed to have an Infopath form in every SharePoint migration they'll ever do. Yeah. Here's, here's my one last plea. If the 1% chance an edge engineer is listening to this podcast, please, for my end user's sake, don't make a big deal out of this. Just replace the backend engine, keep Stop. the same UI, <laughs> don't push any notifications to them. Maybe say, hey, we made Edge better, but that's it. Yeah. Don't make a big deal out of this. Just keep going. You yeah. mean business users have no idea what Chromium is and what a rendering engine is for no, the browser? they shouldn't care. Yeah, the last <laughs> thing we need are, are we need end users, business users out there Googling Chromium and finding out what the new features <laughs> and functionality are, right? So one thing, I, I guess, you know, with typical Microsoft, they make an announcement like this, but we know it's going to be a while before it comes out. And technically that's a really good thing because it gives them enough time, they're getting feedback from people and making sure that they can try to do it the best way possible. So in that aspect, I like the fact that they have announced it, but we know that it's not coming, hey, it's not coming next week, so we have some time to. I think it's going to take months. Oh, yeah. oh it's not going to come out until at least um, the second, the first half of next year. Yeah, Microsoft okay. has put their brand on it, right? They got yep. they got to put their tweaks in there. So. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about some other stuff. Vlad, what's going on in your world? What's going on in my world? Whew. Well, what are you uh, talking about today? Today's about PowerShell for Office 365. Uh, you don't know about uh, that. I don't really know much about that, but that actually brings me to a, a to a discussion that we had a bit earlier. Uh, I always, as I did the session for in different formats for. Two years now, I always ask how many people are using MFA in their <gasps> sessions because I'm talking oh to global admins. Did you just say MFA? Yeah. Oh. And uh, the number steadily went up. Yeah. So for where nobody used to use it one year, two years ago, now about half the class is actually using MFA. That's impressive. About half the class probably hated that they, I told them to use it for the last month. Yeah. <laughs> so how many of them hated you now because they were using MFA and then couldn't access? I'm happy that <laughs> I was not using MFA during my demos. <laughs> now, unfortunately, yeah, my, my two sessions this week were on Azure AD, so MFA was inevitably a topic of discussion there. Yeah. So who here in the audience is using MFA in their Office 365? How many couldn't get to their Office 365 a few times in the last couple of weeks? You didn't you get got lucky? No. Oh, All right, I got you hit by it. You were impacted? You got hit. All right, so. I, I was lucky I was on vacation, so I was not going to work anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, for, so, for our audience, yeah. uh, MFA had a global outage. Hey, maybe we should tell them what MFA stands for. Oh, multi-factor authentication. It's so, you know, you're providing a second step of uh, authentication to prove you are who you say you are. It's a fantastic technology, an important step towards this passwordless future, blah, blah, blah. You know but what I like about it? <laughs> what I like about it, it's all built into what you already have with Microsoft. You don't have to buy additional um, software yep. or appliances oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it saves you money and gives you 
the, sec it, the yeah. security you need. It can send a push notification to my phone, and I hit, have to hit approve. I don't mm -hmm. have to do a six-digit code via text message. Right. Round through a call. Oh, God. <laughs> Those are fun. And this is all awesome. And Microsoft's been pushing it. Is this is free for Office 365 at any licensing level. Go ahead, mm -hmm. use it, use it, use it, use it, yep. use it. And what do we have happen? Twice in the past, now three weeks, uh, it was in a two-week yeah. span, it went down for a whole day. Um, now, obviously, it didn't hit everybody, but it hit enough people to make a big impact. It hit my company both times. Um, and th this was bad news. Uh, to go down once was pretty bad. And Microsoft you know, put out a statement, we are very sorry, we have a commitment towards this, here's what happened. It was a rolling update that they couldn't stop in time, and they had to roll it back, it took some time. And I was kind of thinking, okay, all right, you, you made a mistake, you've accounted for it. It happens. Yep. And then the next week... Turn it off and turn it on again. Yeah! It <laughs> happened again! Um, and now they have issued a second apology with a formal letter to all customers from Joy Chick, Vice President of Identity Services, saying, you know, we are terribly sorry, please continue to trust us. And I do. I mean, we all believe Blue up here. We're all Microsofties. But this is uh, this is something that let me, cannot. Let me try and see. <laughs> <laughs> this cannot happen. This right. is this is bad. Yeah, and it just so happens, I'm dealing with a client. We're talking about multi-factor authentication within their project. We're doing a scope of work. We provide options, and we recommend MFA. And then they're like, "Yeah, but it goes down." Great. Glad you're watching yeah. the news. But right? the only problem is it went down twice. twice. Probably in the last. Three, four years? Yeah, yeah. But it happened in the two-week span. Yeah. Well, as, a, as more and more people are aware of it, and they're using yeah. it, so it's a much bigger deal now. So, we all know uh, Jethro. He, yes. He wrote yeah. an interesting blog about this, uh, basically saying that it's your fault, not Microsoft's fault. Um, he's going to criticize me for paraphrasing it that way. But... Um, <laughs> yeah, I see the tweets coming in now. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, there are a lot of different opinions on this, and his warrants a little bit of discussion of that, you know, by putting all of your eggs in this basket, you need to have a fallback plan. You need to have a backup plan. And there is some logic to that of maybe it's worth having a an account that uh, doesn't have multi-factor authentication, that has an extremely complex password, um, where you can go and turn off MFA for everybody else in that situation. Luckily, my company had that, and we did react with that exact plan. But doesn't that become a weak link? Because that account needs to be a global yeah. admin mm -hmm. yes. to be able to do all of that. Yep. And after you re-enable it, every user inside the company will need to reset up that MFA. Yeah, so that's that's, that's the almost unacceptable to a lot of companies. Right. Absolutely. Especially the, if it's a large company, right? Yeah. There's also things like what I've been recommending for years anyways. Don't just use MFA use conditional access, which, albeit is not free with your Office 365, it requires additional licensing, but only prompt for MFA when it's a risky login coming from an untrusted IP or something like that, or untrusted device. And in that case, it will affect a much smaller percent of your user base, and you can just tell them, hey, you know, for today, while Microsoft is fixing this, just make sure you're logging in from your corporate device and you'll be good to go. That's a much better option, in my opinion. Is that in Azure P1, that EMS? How much extra for somebody that has an E3 license? Good question. So if somebody is in an Office 365 E3 license, they either need um, to bump up to a Microsoft 365 E3, 
add okay. EMS E3 or add Azure DP1. Those are all, those are all add Azure DP1, and with that plan, you can then so do that. So at least $6 per user yeah, per month. Yeah, it's about 6 bucks yeah. per user per month. It's not cheap by any means, but it, identity security, which I could harp on for about two hours here, is something that you don't get for free in Office 365, and in the cloud is so important, you, you need to pay for that. Yeah, I, I think it all goes back to, you know, all the free things that you get, they all have limitations, right? And if you want... If you want all the full functionality, you gotta pay for it. So it falls in that line, but we have been, it's MFA stuff has been touted for how long? And so a lot of people are putting a lot I, of I think the only problem is that it happened within two weeks. Yeah. Because it's uh -huh. been up for years after, but what does everybody remember? It's been down twice in two weeks, not twice in three years. I am I am pretending to myself, though this was not <laughs> part of the RCA that Microsoft released for either of the outages, I'm pretending that so many people were so excited about MFA that too many people used it and Microsoft couldn't handle the flow of people. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Makes me feel a little better. Why don't we all tell ourselves that? <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to make me feel better. We'll tell ourselves that, right? If, if it wasn't, depending on the crowd, I just made a joke on the MVP Summit site and about the scaling of that one. <laughs> but uh, not enough people I think have the background on that. No, I don't think so. Uh, but question for you related to MFA. Yeah. Something I always use it, always found it useful. And then I had to do a project while on an eight hour flight. Ah. And I had it set up with text message. Oh no. But then, yeah, sure. I'll just get in the flight and I'll start working on it. It has Wi-Fi, everything. Pay the $25 for the Wi-Fi, try to log in, and then I'm, uh, stuck. crap. <laughs> so I will tell you, and I'll tell everyone, Use the you Microsoft should be using the Microsoft Authenticator app, which has two options built into it. One is push notification, and that will use it as primary, so it'll push, would you like to approve, and you use your Face ID or your Touch ID or whatever you have on Android to authenticate yourself in. Or iPhone. Or iPhone. Um, and if you're on an airplane and you don't have Wi-Fi on your phone, but you just paid for it on your computer, you don't pay twice, there is an option right there to click uh, get a six-digit code instead. And your phone doesn't need to be connected to the internet to produce that six-digit code. It doesn't need to be connected? No. 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 That's, That's cool. an offline option. So I've done that on planes before where I get the six-digit code, <laughs> enter it on my computer. I do it all the time. <laughs> and, and that works. Um, it's based on the RSA technology. Did anybody have those little six-digit yep. uh, tumblers that you used to put on your keychain? It's that exact same technology, just built into an app. Those didn't need to be connected to, your, to the internet. Neither does your phone. That's, that's way more creative than what I had to do. And I actually did call, call me at home, leave a voicemail because it actually leaves a voicemail, then oh I use Skype to call oh my, my voicemail at home oh my and God, get dude. the code. Hey, Vlad. And you had 30 seconds to do that? <laughs> About hey, Vlad. the timing thing. <laughs> so you're saying you took the long way around a very short trip? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just okay. making that clear. I, I, did, I did the around the globe to kind of fly from Canada to New York. Yeah. <laughs> I got to ask. But I got uh, a whole bunch of who's miles. Who's your cell phone provider? Uh, Videotron. One that, you had, yeah, one that you never heard about. Because he, it's okay. only in Quebec. <laughs> well, fantastic. So, do you realize that using uh, MFA with a text message is super insecure? Do you realize that it was, uh, uh, it was for a client? Doesn't, I'm, I'm changing this opinion on the... I'm going to pick on you. So, if I call Videotron and convince them enough that I'm you, 
If I get a rep who's dumb enough or <gasps> doesn't people doesn't have that enough doesn't instructions. Have, but you only have 30, you literally only have like three minutes well, give me a second. to access that I mailbox and get the code. I convinced them I'm you because I figured out who your cell phone provider is, which isn't that hard. I asked you, but I could have found it a different way. And I get them to switch to my SIM card so that all of your text messages go to my phone instead. Suddenly, your MFA is useless because I'm going to get that text message. Especially if you have your phone number and your address. The only thing that I, I see, the difference in me is I have a natural defense. 99% of the people cannot even spell my name. So try to convince the rep that you're Vlad Kepinescu. And have okay. his accent. So I'm, I may screw that up because I don't think I can spell your name on the See? spot. Can you, can you say that's, it? That's, that's I want to you say it. poo <laughs> Fail. No, but nope. it's an important advice for anybody listening of that. Don't use MFA with the text message. It's not secure enough. It, your average, average everyday person is not gonna be able to crack it. But if I really wanted to get into your account, I probably I can. Verizon's been caught with doing this. Yeah. AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, all of the big ones. And you know, maybe your tiny weird cell provider that works in like three cities. No, Quebec only. <laughs> <laughs> So, Max, I'll get back to you. I'll just say, wait so, for it. So, Vlad, so do you get the impression that maybe he is going to turn into a Liam Cleary number two? I, I can see that happening. Ooh, I don't want to do that. But I, I just don't want him to hack the Wi-Fi at conferences while people do sessions. <laughs> yeah, we, we have someone in our uh, community that has done that. Just for the fun of it. Yes, for the fun. For, to show it off after in a session. Teach me your ways, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what else is going on? So, something near and dear to my heart. And I know I'm going to hear some backlash because one of our next podcast people <laughs> are here. Oh, yeah. It's going to be all about Yammer. All about and Yammer. And I know he's going to come back at me for this, but I deal with clients all the time. I'm a consultant. we got all these things we have to keep up with, right? And we see these the client happy and all this kind of stuff. And I just want some of these issues fixed. But then we get new icons again. <coughs> Not saying they're bad. I like the icons, but there are so many other things I would like to see done other than getting new icons again. There's one thing I'm happy about. Whenever I do slides now, I can really show classic SharePoint versus modern SharePoint right? on slides. See? Two icons. Make it easy. Yes. All right. See, he's That's on my side. Yes. About. So, look this, at the this positive. Is why, so this podcast is called Two Opinions in a Cloud, and we generally invite a third opinion. But this is why we all have different opinions, because I disagree with Stacy here. I think that, whatever, Microsoft's going to pay for designers anyways, because your designers weren't going to fix your tech problems. But they could fix other design problems. Like what? Oh, dude, there are some. No offense, but go, go work on modern experience stuff. All right, modern experience could use Thank some you. work. Thank you. But, I win. But Another, isn't a, right? aren't icons part of the experience? But we just got new icons, and everybody knows what they are In now. 2013. The changing the colors is something that I think, whereas people were used to certain colors, yep. now we're completely changing them. So yesterday, we had user group here. Anybody attend the user group that was here on user adoption? Right? So they had these papers. And down the list was a bunch of icons and what all the icons meant. You know, what Sway means, what Stream means, what Word, Excel, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sitting looking at that and I'm like, hmm, 
that's going to be good for another couple of weeks, and then no one's going to be able to associate those icons with that technology anymore. And then the fact that there are so many things that start with the letter S. So we were all trying to guess in our user group prior to, right? So it, the day that it was announced, I had a user group in Cincinnati. So we actually brought up the icons on the screen and then actually played a little game, what's, what's what, and 90% of the people were wrong. <laughs> to me, that says something, right? And then everybody else goes, but why do I care about icons? I want the other stuff fixed. And I'm like, thank you. I'm sorry, Max. Uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll, All right. I'll just switch on a, just a side conversation here. Why do you even bother making another icon for Sway? Right? Is that even going to be there by the time what they roll out the is icon? Is there another icon for Sway? I didn't yes. think it yeah, was. Yeah, there's yes. a new icon for Sway. Oh. They're killing the it, iOS app. That's kind of the beginning of the end right there. Here's my thing. I just you might have started a project a long time ago. Why Skype? Skype's going in Teams. So why but Skype, Skype, but Skype Consumer. Business server. And Skype but Consumer. That, but that's not what it says. Skype Consumer is staying around. So if the icon stands for Skype consumer. I don't know. All right, let, let's see what opinions right. Who likes the new icons? Come on, Drew. I saw his tweets. <laughs> wow, I, I am not in the right here today. He Everyone only, hates. He only them. likes them because he got a sticker, sticker. of the new SharePoint one. <laughs> or else you'd have said, I don't like them. No, I don't have a sticker. I, I think his his thing was, it's all the new rave. Wait, rave. <laughs> it's the new rave, right? There's a lot of things I, I found. Yeah. You can't oh, hear really? us? Really? Let's see if I can turn it up without any feedback. Is that better? Is that better? How about that? Is your speaker not working? Your speaker's I don't know. not on. Look, it's not on. How would, I, how would I know if it's on? Because there's a red, uh, blue dot. Oh, shoot. Jeesh, come well, on, man. Come on, man. Well, you know what? I think I we're out of time for the first round of our podcast anyways, but we'll get the speaker working, and uh, we got one more we're going to do here today. <gasps> All right. So. But icons, I won, right? Yeah, thank you, thank you. All right. I, I like them, I like but them. I don't think it was a priority. It, I'm that, that, So I'm, I'm... Now that they actually hired a psychologist to help them design them? How do icons really make you feel, Stacey? When right you see now, that pretty SharePoint inside. icon... <laughs> they make me feel stressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So FYI, I use that same analogy in my user group. All right, we're done here. Vlad, get out of here. Thanks oh, for I, your time, buddy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you had to get up.